0: Greetings, welcome to the Golf Betting System podcast. This is our 2023 Waste Management Phoenix Open and Singapore Classic Tips podcast. Paul Williams and Barry O'Hanrahan join me, Steve Bamford, to discuss our selections for this week's PGA and DP World Tour action. Good morning, gents. Morning, guys. Morning, guys. Please subscribe to this podcast as you drive the popularity of the show. This podcast is for listeners of 18 and above. Please be aware. You can visit begamblerware.org for more information and, of course, please bet responsibly. Visit our world famous golf bank system website with our in depth betting previews. We've got strokes gained analysis for the Waste Management Phoenix Open, tournament form statistics, which include combi and current form merged, plus, of course, PGA and DP World Tour predictor models. All of these features are completely free of charge with no paywall. We're on Twitter. I am at uh, Bamford Golf. Paul is at Golf Betting. Barry is at A Good Talk Golf. Subscribe to the Steve Bamford Golf YouTube channel where this podcast is available along with my weekly golf betting show. And finally, let's talk Apple reviews, shall we? Five-star reviews. Now, you guys as listeners power this podcast, so we need those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. As ever, for those of you who leave a review, I will read them out at the Star of a Future Show. Leave your name and where you are in the review have to make a point this is our last review this is the last one i've got in the stockpile so we need fresh five star reviews this week please on top of that spotify we are inching towards 300 i think we're over 290 now so please if you listen on spotify just press that five star button that's all you need to do so get the reviews in right this one entitled new year same great podcast love the show Three very knowledgeable, likeable guys and some great guides and tips for each tournament. Good luck for the year ahead. And that is short and sweet. And from Robert, and he is in Glasgow. Thank you, Robert.
2: Yes, thank you, Robert. And uh, good luck yourself for the the season ahead. Let's hope it's a good one.
0: I don't intend to talk too much about last week. It was an absolute ball's ache, I thought, from start to finish. I thought it was going to be uh, Pebble was going to be like uh, the oh Windfinder and their wind forecast this forecasts. I suppose this is the <coughs> danger of being by. Like, it was going to be calm. It was going to be sultry. It was going to be like thirty-three under par. Next thing you know, they go out on the Thursday. It's blowing thirty-five mile an hour gusts. It was just a complete and utter. What well, it was black and white really from where I wanted it to be, mm. but it was. I thought it was great to see the old world number one in Ryder Cup. And we keep talking about it, and you're going to see a lot of this, listeners. Ryder Cup players that come back into form and hit the heights again. Justin Rose on this. I mean, I was praying it was Seamus Powell. But no, Justin Rose came through all of the terrible wind, rain, everything that was thrown at them. And won very very comfortably. Now that must put him back on the radar, back into the world's top thirty. Did I read? Up to was it, was it, in, it was either twenty nine or thirty
2: nine. Yeah, in, into the Masters as well. Um, nice little congratula- congratulatory tweet from uh, Luke Donald as well. Uh, you know, this uh, Luke was there to see the uh, action unfold, wasn't he? So. Mm. Um, so yeah that's that's a big statement from Justin Rose and he played really well you can't deny it he, he was outstanding particularly yeah. on the well Sunday, Monday as it ended up being uh, to, to finish the job off uh, particularly after having not won was it four years or so now I think it, they, they said on commentary so um, yeah really good stuff from him
0: I suppose if you're being chased down by Brendan Todd and Denny McCarthy it all puts it into some kind of perspective doesn't it? Well, you know, if, it was John, if it was John Rahm and Rory McIlroy, he might not have slept just as quite as well. Yeah,
2: maybe. But then, you know, equally, he's, he's made the putts that have pushed him far enough ahead to be able to, to you know, to, to to not have to go full pelt at the end to, to win the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, it's Very nice professionally to to get, done. Yeah, it's nice to be able to step onto a par five at the end with a three-shot lead and just uh, you know, play it know play Hit nine on off so. the two. Yeah, just play it as a five shotter and uh, you know, try and try and try and get there, get your par. Doesn't matter if you make bogey, doesn't job done. Yeah, shame about some of the picks. Harry Higgs annoyed me because he was um, he was in decent position after round one. He, yeah,
1: um,
2: he bogged the last on Pebble Beach after the second round, which would have taken him into a position a shot off the lead going into the. You love the that double bogey round. on the last. I, yeah, it's, it's got to be <laughs> three of my apart, four did that in round one. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh,
2: apart from making a double bogey on the last, bogey on the last <clears> is my absolute pet hate. So uh, particularly on a par five. Come on, Harry. But, yeah, it was disappointment. Seamus Power, We're, all three of us are on power, aren't we? And he, he hit the lead at one point, didn't he? Ten under, looking good, and then uh, put the brakes on and just went uh, horribly backwards from that point.
0: Bogey, double bogey from mm. being joint leader. Yeah, it's not, not ideal, right. isn't it? Not ideal. But, yeah, and so Justin bu- Rose back in the Ryder Cup mix. seen That must give... Encouragement to the likes of Francesco Molinara, mm. you know, and you know Luke Donald's going to be looking for a balance of experience and new talent. So Rose has put his hand up. Um, what about the
1: DP World Tour action last week,
0: Paul?
2: Yeah, yeah. Barry, were you going to say something then?
1: No, I was just saying it was poor, poor timing for Seamus with that squall that came in. Mm. Just, you can, uh, no matter how much experience you have in those conditions, it can always catch you yeah yeah. And, yeah like missing a 19 inch putt can kind of tell you of where i either a how bad the wind was i didn't actually see the put itself or b um how much that kind of wind can get in your head when you're putting mm. so it's just uh yeah it was frustrating to have a couple of because I, I was on higgs as well Um, i love the and those two getting up there and in in the game gets you a little bit excited and then they just kind of melt away and <laughs> it's uh you know, you're looking straight away to next week. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Disappointing, but we 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 move on. We move on.
0: Um, we, I tell you what, boys. We didn't talk about this. Was my fault on last week's pod. We did not talk about Max Homer nearly enough for that victory at Torrey Pines. No Barry, take it away for 25 seconds on Max Homer. How how he played and and your your thoughts on on Max moving into the major season.
1: I mean, it was—it was kind of exactly like we—we we expected it to happen. You know, the—the the, the way he plays classical golf courses can manage his way around difficult tests. Um, it was—it was, was To us, it was glaringly obvious to pick, and then it was one of those <clears throat> rare weeks that it worked out according to how we thought it would work out. So, I mean, it's super impressive. If he goes on and wins the Masters, like I've made an early shout on, or the U.S. Open, it'll be such a like a foretelling victory mm. at that yeah. course because it has such a, you know, there's so many analogy, well, analogies and crisscrosses in the Venn diagram that you can draw between Tarry Pines and winning a major. So it's like yeah. the you know part one of the script has already been w- written for the year. So let's just see can they finish out part two with a major win. And the U.S. So Open. It all makes sense
2: and the US opens in California isn't it so mm.
1: uh, yeah los
0: angeles uh, country club yeah
2: um where he seems to be playing and doing his best uh, playing his best golf um, well so far in his career there's for sure. f- mm-hmm. four four of his wins there aren't they so yeah yeah very impressive max homer
0: justin rose another major star to do the torrey pines pebble beach double mm. On those Poana greens, right? Quickly, Paul DP World Tour last week in Ras Al What did you make of that? Yeah,
2: well, never boring, is it? I, (laughs) from a betting perspective, Ryan Fox again slightly off it, I guess, and finished a couple of places outside of the um, or a couple of shots outside the each way places, which was disappointing because he could have pushed on. Um, But in terms of the finish, wow, Daniel Gavins um, ended up with a three shot lead after. Alex Alexander Bjork had bogeyed the 18th and then very nearly blew it on the last. Par 5 again. We went in the water twice and then had to hole a 25-30 footer on the last to uh, to make a 7, which ultimately was just enough. But... Um, he admitted himself that he thought that that was to make the playoff. He, did, he, thought, he'd, he thought he'd blown it. So it kind of, in his mind, I, I guess he'd probably relaxed at that point because he thought, well, I've just thrown the tournament away. So went out and bangs the 25, 30 footer in and uh, still manages to win by a shot. Um, it, was, yeah, it It's madness. you know. The, I, I didn't see what the trading would have been like on those final few minutes. But wow, that must have been up and down like a proverbial yo-yo even Xander Lombard at the end he, he had a chance he was on the green for two similar kind of length putt to uh, what would have would have been to tie it I mean I dread to think what prize Xander Lombard would have been um at the point that Gavin's had a three-shot lead and uh Lombard was way behind it was um utter madness on the DB World Tour
0: Gavin's uh, a long hitter no he was, no no so it went, it went against the bomber narrative, but the, Xander Lombard he's 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 an absolute brute of the team. The, the,
2: the as is the want of the DP World Tour. The setup was far more stringent than it had been the previous year. They would right. tightened the fairways up, they thickened the rough. And mm. It materially changed the way that the course played and the kind of players that it appealed to. And you know there there was a lot of grumbling, and, and quite rightly so on Twitter, you know, on the PGA Tour you get an awful lot of information, you get a lot of data, you get the fact sheets from the Greenkeepers, um, you got people like Rob Bolton who keep you up to date with the field changes, there's stacks of information and data out there um, on the DP World Tour, it's a mystery because you turn <laughs> up on a <laughs> you turn up on a Monday and there'll be a, you know, sometimes there's a, sometimes the card of the course, sometimes there's not, there's no information about changes or anything. So you have to go and research all of this and hope that you've landed on exactly the right information. <laughs> and then you turn up on a Thursday and typically they change the par or something or lengthen it by 600 yards or short by <laughs> 600 yards. <laughs>
0: Oh, DP, World uh, to
2: grow the rough out yeah. to four inches, whatever the whatever the curveball is that's thrown at you that particular week, you got to laugh.
0: You need to get yourself <laughs> yeah. down to Surrey, Paul. Have a, have a, have a meeting with Keith Pelley. Yeah, Bang some tables. Do you realise, Keith, if you can do the basics and give people basic information <laughs> like the course yardage and where they're playing, and yeah, it'd be nice, it'd be so much better. Right, anyway. Let's let's move on. We've got a packed show. Um, I mean, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. It's like a mini major. Uh, the first of one of these um, enhanced, boosted tournaments. Uh, Rahm, McIlroy, Scheffler, Zander, Patrick Cantley, Tony Finau, Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas. Now you were talking about thickening the rough at Ras Al It would appear that they've done the, the they've done the opposite this week in uh, Phoenix. They've cut the rough from two and a half to two inches. So they must fancy a Justin Thomas win this week. <laughs> um JT for the win. I haven't put him up. Um but this this is going to be an absolute um it's gonna be a highlight of the year, undoubtedly, with this field, with this course, with the six hundred thousand plus spectators. They don't actually now give official attendance numbers for some reason. There was guesstimates that it might have been over 700,000 last year. Yeah, it's Maybe that's why they don't give them out. But um, it is absolute mayhem. It's brilliant. And I just love this golf course. And I love the way that this golf course, year in, year out, the way that they can get the, the setup correct to get greens. Guess the Barry? Greens that release over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Fast running fairways. Now it's proper golf on a on a on a relatively short course that's played at altitude to make it even shorter, um, and it's just a climatic finish year in year out. You just never seem to get anyone you know win this comfortably, like Justin Rose did last week, standing on the 18th tee with a few shots in their back pocket. It's always tight and exciting in terms of the finish. So yes, looking forward to this one. Um, In terms of bookmakers for this week's PJ2 Golf Action, we're highlighting Bet365, who, as ever, have their each-way extra market available, which gives you the option to increase or decrease the number of places when you are betting pre-event on the Waste Management Phoenix Open to win market. I have used their eight places each way at 150-odds market specifically. Right. Right now, as we record the pod, they are offering market best odds and eight places each way on Rory McElroy at nine to one, Scotty Scheffler at 14 to one, Xander Chaufflet at 16 to one. It's great, isn't it? Eight places each way and the best price. Tony now at 20s, Sung Im at 25 to one, Sam Burns at 50 to one. I can keep, keep going. Uh, We we recommend Bet365 if you are 18 plus and do not have a Bet365 sports account. You can find details of their current Bet10 pounds. Get 50 pounds in free bets. New customer promotion plus a link through to that very offer with T's and C's in the podcast description. Don't forget to use the bonus code SPORT50 when registering. Now, I believe that... um, Brilliantly, I managed to get all four of my tips away last week, uh, yesterday, on Bet365 to get that, that beautiful mix of good odds and eight places each way. So that's all good. Oh, actually, I managed to get the last one up with uh, Boyle Sports, who, again, as we know, decent on their each-way places. Right. Desert golf this week, chaps. We shouldn't see any squalls or 40-mile-an-hour gusts. Um, conditions look fine (coughs) there hasn't been a lot of rain in the air I know that sounds ridiculous for Scottsdale Arizona but you do get plenty of downpours in these parts in the winter from what I can glean um, it should be your typical uh, TPC Scottsdale conditions so pretty firm on the fairways plenty of run And then greens that come Saturday afternoon and Sunday start to actually earn a little bit of respect. Uh, The golf course, 7,261 yards in length. It's a par 71. I categorise it as a desert golf course, a mid-score golf course. So we're looking at scores 15 under up to 16 to 18 it's also played at altitude so we've got thinner air so players are going to have to be standing there working out um, their yardages based upon the fact that the ball flies further and i also categorize it as a short golf course i mean you've got 7261 yards and you probably got 7 8 9% of help with the with the thin air so there's plenty of maths going on I and mean, we we're effectively looking at a sub 7000 yard par 71 this week Fairways, nice and wide, uh, 28 yards at 300 yard carry, which is very similar to Pebble Beach last week actually, but actually three to four yards wider than what we saw at Torrey Pine South a few weeks ago. Of course, the dif- the difference here is effectively a sub 7,000 yard golf course as opposed to 7,700 yards at sea level, which we saw at Torrey Pine South um, a fortnight ago. Um I'm not seeing anything like Phil Mickelson's eye water and twenty-eight under winning this. As I said, fifteen to eighteen, you're not gonna be far away. And let's talk waste management Phoenix Open winners. Scotty Scheffler, 16 under last year. We were on board at 30 to 1. His first P It sounds ridiculous. That was his first yeah. PGA tour victory. It's mad. He then went on he just went on that tear, didn't he? Yeah. Winning everything in sight. Brooks Kepka, nineteen under. In 2021. A little bit softer that year. Webb Simpson. 17 under. Webb's a little bit of a fly in the ointment if you look at these. Scheffler, Kepka, Fowler, Woodland, Matsuama. Simpson, not a beast off the tee. But back at that stage, he was playing probably the best mm-hmm. golf of his career. Came, came here off of a third place at the Sony Open. And he ended the previous fall on two straight top 10 finishes. He was hitting the ball, moderately long, straight as a die, gaining strokes off the tee, and in terms of total driving. Came here, magical approach game. That's Webb Simpson. Made plenty of putts. <clears throat> I did mention Ricky Fowler. I did mention Gary Woodland, two friends of the podcast. Hideki Matsuama, a two-time winner here, 16 and 17. Uh, those particular years. Going back then to Brooks Kepka in 2015. So there you go. You've got two double winners, Kepka and Matsuama, since 2015 here. I'll also throw this in, because I found this fascinating. The official world golf ranking of Waste Management Phoenix Open winners, recently. Scheffler was 15 in the world, Kepka 13, Simpson 11, Fowler 14. So by my reckoning, that is the last four winners, all within a band, of 11 to 15 in the official World Golf Rankings. Strange but true, Gary Woodland was 53rd, Hideki Matsuama was 5th in the world in 2017. That, to me, gives me a slight bit of encouragement that we won't see Rory McIlroy, John Rahm domination this week. And with this competitive field, with basically a full list pretty much of the best players in the world, I wouldn't expect it to be a raw mcelroy walk-away job. I think it's going to be tight. It's going to be competitive. Uh, the greens, they are of interest. They are large. 7,000 square feet on average. They feature Tiff Eagle Bermuda grass. But before you go running to the Bermuda, uh, the Bermuda settings on your predictor models and and uh, on your um all of the statistical models that you use—they are overseeded with Poa trivialis and ryegrass. They used to be overseeded with a mix which included bent grass, but that bent grass has disappeared over recent years. <coughs> so, tiff, eagle, Bermuda grass with Poa trivialis—they're effectively. The exact same makeup of greens that we saw a few weeks ago at the American Express. It's desert golf, so warm during the day, very cold at night. They need that overseed to protect the green surfaces. There are a number of um, greens or courses that use that mix. I think uh, Copperhead's another one down in Florida. So yeah, that's where we're at. I'm really looking forward to this one. Um I'm looking for players who have had excellent greens in reg, excellent total driving, excellent strokes gained on approach metrics over recent outings. That's exactly where I'm at. I've included Ricky Fowler in my tips. <laughs> Spoiler alert. What can go wrong? <laughs> I think Ricky Fowler this week is gonna be very, very, very popular. Well it should be. I'll talk to the Ricky Whisperer in a small in fact why not? I mean I've gone I've gone 66 to one with Boyle Sports. Ricky Fowler, a point each way at 66 to one. Now Paul did mention this um off mic. He was priced up with bet 365 for a nanosecond when the first odds came out each way extra as well 100 to one i kept scanning and scanning and scanning and scanning i'm like well i must have missed him now i got to 100 to one ricky fowler eight places each way with each way extra on bet 365 and my instant nice reaction one. was that is not going to last paddy power are at 50 to 1 on their first show. So 50 to 1 Paddy Power, 100 to 1 Bet 365. So we kind of got to the middle point. 66 to 1 in the end with Boyle Sports, eight Place each way. If there is one golf course that Ricky Fowler absolutely adores, it is TPC Scottsdale. Second in 2010, 13th 2011, 2nd 2016, 4th 2017, 11th 2018, and of course, that eye-watering victory in 2019. This season so far, he ranks, top, he ranks top 20 in total driving, top 10 for ball striking. And I know that all of our eyes lit up on the Sun Saturday and Sunday at Torrey Pine South, a golf course he cannot get on with whatsoever. Bad, 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 bad record at Torrey Pine South. In fact, it's, this is how bad it is. At the farmers, miscut sixty one, miscut, miscut, miscut sixty six, miscut fifty third, miscut. He then finished eleventh there a fortnight ago. Seventeenth mm. for off the tee, ninth for approach, tenth for putting. Give me Ricky Fowler at sixty six to one. I mean,
2: yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I thought that that putting performance—if you look—that was his best. Strokes gained putting performance for very nearly twelve months. Um and when Ricky Fowler putts well, he is extremely dangerous. There's things happening with Ricky. We've talked about it, we've mentioned it a few times on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, back end of last year, as you said, sixth at the Fortinet, second at the Zozo, there's you know, he's getting closer and closer, but yeah, constantly and work, effort.
0: Constantly working with Butch. Yeah. Butch Harbour. Yeah. yeah, And it's covered it's-
2: it is starting to, uh, uh, yeah, he'll see the fruits of his labor. I think I, I missed that 100 to 1 myself. I really wish I'd have been right on the bottom of that, but um, that was a ludicrous price, um, never ever going to last, as you said. But yeah, I mean, you and his, you, you and as well, Barry.
1: Yeah, sorry, I I have Barry to. was in last week, <laughs> <laughs> I was. <laughs> but this' um there's a lot to, there's a lot to like about what's happening with the game at the moment um mm. he's going back to a happy place where he's you know he's won in the past shown you know, lots of good stats here so why not let's get on board the train
2: yep
0: why not the rest of my three bear in mind the average winning price here is 41 to 1. If you go back to 2010, it's 47 to 1. So we're sub 50 to 1 on winning price. The rest of my tips are all sub 50 to 1. So if you've got anything bigger or around Ricky's price, can you two just go through those tips now for me?
2: I haven't. I've only only about one more, but he's shorter than that. Okay.
1: Barry? I have one, and he's longer than 50 to 1. Good it you got. Uh, so, on the whole, very good ball striking required, um, and you know strokes gained tee to green being kind of a key. Uh, I've gone for Corey Connors. Yeah. The mm. nice, nice um, kind of disparity in price shown between Paddy Power and Bet three six five. He's seventy to one. Bet three uh, six five. I haven't dug into the differences in the prices yet to actually place the bet but um, I kind of like that merging of ball striking quality and um, price he's had a couple of great to green performances there in Hawaii Uh, let me pull it up here I mean, he, he was over 80% greens and reg for both the to- Century Tournament of Champions, which is, you know, not the craziest thing in the world because the greens are quite big there. But at the Sony Open, he had 80, 84% of greens and reg, which is, uh, yeah, it's he's, he's hitting the ball very well with his irons. So mm. let's see, can it work out? Just needs a neutral putting work. Yep. My last yep. eight, eight
0: tournaments, you know, my metrics, I'll read you the top seven. Stropes gained T to green over the last eight tournaments, both DP World Tour and PGO. Tony Finau at seven. Corey Connors at six. There you go. Scotty Sheffler at five. Max Homer four. Ram three. Colin Morikawa two. Rory McIlroy one. So he's rubbing it with the big boys. And he's the biggest price by a mile of those seven. Mm. So I get your logic 100%. I think his victory as well was um, TPC San Antonio, which is down in Texas. But again, another rugged—you miss fairways. You're in cactus bushes and rocks and all of this kind of vegetation. So yeah, makes a makes a lot of sense. I tell you one player that pom- pops out wherever I look on that eight week metric, and who must be a huge price this week, and. He's a winner in the desert many, many, many years ago. And I'm still scrolling. I'm still scrolling. This is good. I'm still going. I'm past Gary Woodland. I'm going to ignore him. Johnny Vegas. He started the year brilliantly, Tita Green. I'm seeing up to 300 to 1 available on him right now on Johnny Vegas. Lucas Herbert's another one that's playing well, isn't he, Paul? Played very, very well over in Dubai.
2: He is playing well. Yeah, he's been tinkering with his shot shape, um, and uh, seems to be uh, coming the right side of that. It seems to be, uh, mm. seems to be improving as a result of it. So yeah, back to back third place finishes over the last uh, mm. couple of weeks on the DP. he played um, the Asian tour last week, didn't he?
0: Hundred to one, we unibit. Mm.
2: Yeah, I did look. He's got miscut here as his only effort, but he's yeah, he's playing materially better golf right now, so mm. you'd expect him to improve on
0: that. I'm going to twenty-eight to one. I managed to get on this individual bet three six five eight places each way, each way extra. Sung Jm. Now this is going to come across as crazy, but I'm just reading the facts here. Look at the data, and the last five winners here had won their last professional tournament 30 months ago, Scheffler on the Corn Ferry. 19 months ago, Brooks Kepka. 20 months ago, Webb Simpson. 23 months ago, Ricky Fowler. Three and a half years ago, Gary Woodland. So you've got elite golfers there that have had no victories for quite a prolonged period of time. So Sung Jae Im fits perfectly everything I'm looking for. He's had some decent... Uh, total driving performances so far this year his approach play at Farmers um, a fortnight ago was absolutely top draw I think he was in the top four for strokes gain on approach he's a desert winner he won at TPC Summerlin in Las Vegas in 2021 he won the Shriners and it's just a when you just look at his record it's a plethora an absolute plethora of great performances on desert tracks at altitude. I'm not going to read them all out. We could be here five minutes. It's just an excellent record. Now, his form here is underbaked. A 7th, a 34th, and a 17th in three outings. But he's playing some great golf right now. A little bit under the radar. Player that hasn't won for well... I think it's approaching 18 months. Uh, 16 months, that TPC Summerlin victory. So I'm in on Sung Sung Jae-in, the sort I think that can contend at 28 to one. My others are 20 to one, both of them. So do you want to squeeze in there, Paul? Who have you gone for?
2: Yeah, very simple. It's um, just my Hideki auto bet on mm. uh, the Phoenix Open. Um, 21st at the Century, 48th at the Sony. Um, he did shoot a, a third round 65 in there as well to, to flash a little bit of form. Ninth at the Farmers last time out. His weekend was decent, right up there with uh, some of the very best 69 69. Um, fourth, the strokes game putting was, was caught my eye as well. When Hide- Hideki's putting well, you have to take notice. And that was his best putting performance since the Sony Open the year before. So, again, just over a year since he'd produced that kind of putting performance. Um, Twice a winner here. Oh, he doesn't need to go through his record. His record here is absolutely outstanding. He loves the place. Um, so, yeah, it's a um, very straightforward one for me. Um, just the two this week, Yedekie and Ricky Fowler over in Phoenix.
0: Actually managed to straighten the driver for the first time in months at Torrey Pines.
2: He did, yeah. Uh, ninth for strokes, to Green as well, which, um, yeah. again, you know, when he's putting well and he's back to his uh, bread and butter in terms of his know, his core competencies, then uh, I think you have to sit up and take notice, particularly when he goes to a course like this that he absolutely loves.
0: Mm. What did you get? 35 to 1? 33?
2: Uh, 33, yeah. Mm. 33 with eight places. Again, I thought yes. that, was, um, that was worth taking in this film.
0: The one I couldn't resist towards the top was Colin Morikawa. I was trying in my mind... And this is what I tend to do. I was always finding a reason not to put him on my tips. (coughs) Excuse me. Still got a cough. Although, you'll be glad to hear, listeners. um, I've been to the doctors and we are dealing with the cough. It is slowly getting better. So that's, yeah. We're nine weeks in. Might not have a cough soon. Anyway. Anyway. I was trying to find a way of not putting Colin Morikawa into the, And in the end, I'm like, just put him up, Steve. It's it's too bloody obvious. In my eight-week numbers, he's third for strokes gained off the tee. He's second for strokes gained on approach. He's second for strokes gained tee to green. He's in the top seven for strokes gained putting. I mean, we're talking Colin Morikawa here. And he ranks... Tied second for strokes gained total in my in my analysis over the last eight tournaments, behind only one player. It's not John Rahm; it's Rory McIlroy. And I saw him at twenty to one. I thought that's crazy. He was fourteen to one a fortnight ago at the Farmers Insurance Open, which is on a seven thousand seven hundred yard golf course. I think it's ultimately a little bit too long for him. He finished in the Was it third or fourth? Fourth. He finished. Nice week. And we, I, don't know, I know this sounds crazy, but we're looking potentially for golfers that haven't won for a period of time. Well, Colin Morikawa, he's had a. Pre- for a player of his ilk, a player of his winning mentality, his last win in the United States was almost two years ago at the con- at Concession, the World Golf Championship. His last PGA Tour win was the 2021 Open at Sandwich. And his last professional win was the 2021 DP World Tour Championship at the earth course. That's mad. So he fits the narrative absolutely 100% in the crosshairs. And in my mind, I'm thinking the trouble with Morikawa is I don't quite think he's long enough off the tee to win this. And then I thought, well, Webb Simpson's won here. And then I just glanced at Morikawa's. Strokes gained numbers. The one time he played here in twenty, it was twenty twenty. He was first for strokes gained tee to green of the whole field, and he putted like Colin Morikawa can sometimes putt. Yeah, he was twenty first. Sorry, he was second for strokes gained on approach, first for tee to green. So I'm, I'm on Morikar at 20-1. He, he, he's absolute perfect in terms of the narrative for this. I've gone two and a quarter points. And the other one I just couldn't turn away from is Tony Finau because he's just playing some great golf rider. We did see a year here where Mor- it was the year Matsuama defended. He'd won in the November of the previous year, came here and won this, defending for the first time in his career. Finau won at the end of last year in Houston, Seems to be quite a lot of carryover between Memorial Park and here. And when I look at a a course list, a correlating courses, Augusta, Colonial. um, Any kind of course I look at that has a list of winners here that have, have done well at those courses, females all over it like a rash. So I'm on female as well. Two and a quarter points each way, 20 to one again with Bet365 each way extra. Don't forget with Tony. From Salt Lake City in Utah, he lives apparently 10-minute drive from this golf course. So don't tell me he doesn't use it as a practice facility at at some point. And he's got that perfect West Coast record. He's done well at PGA West. He's done well at Riviera. He's done well at Torrey Pines. This is what you're looking for for winners that ultimately... I mean, it's Gary Woodland, effectively. Gary Woodland had exactly the same kind of CV. They... Players that have done well on the West Coast. The thing with Fino is he's never won in his backyard. He's never won. And he's come so, so close. He's had two playoff losses. One at Riviera and one here to Webb Simpson in 2020. So I think Fino as well. And again, a little bit under the radar, which is perfect for Tony. I could see. This is another crazy fact. Uh Kenny Kim actually put this on Twitter yesterday. He, he couldn't believe this, but it's true because this comes from at, at Nosferatu on Twitter. At the moment, Tony Finau is behind Chris Kirk, Tom Hoagie and Hayden Buckley in the Team USA qualification for the Ryder Cup. And as we say, that just keeps tinkering with these elite players. They they know when they... they, they need results. I think Finau is going to go well this week. I really do. So, Finau, Morikawa... I've got Sanjay Im, I've got Ricky Fowler. We're all on Ricky Fowler. Paul's on Hideki Matsuama. Have you got anyone else that you're going with, Barry, before we move on to Paul's event?
1: Not, not at this moment, no. Still trying to figure must, it out. I was, I was looking at... I why why is Tyrrell Hatton popping in my head? <coughs> Any reasons? I mean, look, on strokes gained approach, which he's not ordinarily great at, he's showing up in your eight-week tracker...
0: Yeah, he was very, very visible when I pulled those numbers together at five o'clock this morning.
2: Yeah, and he's playing some half decent golf. Um, you never quite know with
0: Tyrrell, do you? Um, mm, yeah, that's I don't thick. think he's ever played here, is he? Is
1: this
0: this will be his debut, I
1: believe. Uh, no, played for four events uh, twenty nineteen. Okay, so he's played he's he played four rounds around here,
0: but yeah, very finished. very visible. 15th.
1: You're getting a good price on him as well that's what's kind of catching me. I don't know. I'll, fi- I'll figure it out.
0: He's currently sitting 12th in my Strokes Gained 8 tournament tracker. Level with Corey Connors, would you believe?
1: And what price? Did I see 50 plus on him? Yeah. Wow. It's interesting. Mm. It's, it's only just, you know, the search for a little bit of Value so, somewhere because the field is phenomenal. It's just um, it's going to get a lot of um, eyeballs on TVs this week. I hope.
2: Yeah, but yeah, the name Till Hatton finishing inside the top eight wouldn't feel out of place, um, even in that level of
0: you know quality
2: mm. of field. It's, he's well capable.
0: And it's not as if he can't play desert golf. You look at his yeah, look at his uh, yeah, UAE oh, yeah. record.
2: Yeah, you're great at the
1: earth course. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Mm. right let's move Paul
1: I might have to FOMO FOMO back it now that I've said it I might have to just back it (laughs) it. Uh, don't forget as well Barry
0: we are coming into Florida soon, and he has got an excellent record Tyrrell Hatton in Florida so uh, if he can keep this level of of, um, strokes gain numbers being that kind of Mm. positive I think he's going to be well worth a bet down in Florida there's no doubt about that Right, DP World Tour time. We are moving. Uh, we're going to Singapore, Paul. We are uh, at yeah. the end of their rainy season. It sounds absolutely perfect timing from the DP World Tour. Uh, take it away, the Singapore Classic.
2: Yeah, yeah. the let's hope the rain subsided a little bit. But uh, yeah, heading east, um, east and towards the equator, aren't we? Towards uh, or to Singapore. First time we're back there actually since twenty. Fourteen last time we were in Singapore. That was when Philippe Aguilar won the championship at Laguna National. And um, you may remember it's a good job we didn't do the podcast back then because the following week I think I'd have been having a a right rant. But that event, I was on Anders Hansen at forty-five to one. You you may or may not remember this. Um, he finished second to Aguilar, who finished birdie eagle, and he held out Aguilar from the fairway for eagle on the par 5 last to win by one shot and i had um anders hansen in second um so yeah i, I was i was a little disappointed that week i think is the polite way to put it but uh, hey that's uh, that's how golf betting goes isn't it um, anyway, we're, this this week we've been, we're playing on the course next door, so it's slightly different um, to that event that was played here or played on this estate nine years ago. I'll go through the course in a, in a minute or so. Uh, field first, Ryan Fox, Bob McIntyre, joint favourites this week at sixteen to one. they They've both been pushed out a bit. They're both opened at twelves, and uh, there's not been a great deal of love for either of them so far. Um, So they're both drifting. Uh, Jordan Smith, 20 to 1. Adrian Arnaus, who's been playing some good stuff, 22 to 1. Uh, Alexander Bjork, 25 to 1, uh, runner up last week, as I mentioned uh, at the top of the show. Adrian Nategi, 28 to 1. Antoine Rosner, 33. Johannes Veerman, who's been well backed, 35 to 1. 40 to 1 bar. That uh, list of top what, seven or eight players. Boyle Sports this week, eight places each way, fifth of the odds as their standard market. Of course, as Steve said earlier, Bet365, well worth a look. They have their each way extra promotion running on this event. Again, you can select eight places each way, fifth of the odds, or various other options. And again, their prices are very, very strong. I, like Steve, have placed um, the majority of my bets this week with 365 simply because the terms and the prices are amongst the very best you're going to get out there Um, in terms of the course as i said there are two tracks here at at laguna national there's the master's course which is the one they used in 2014 and then um, for a few events before that as well and then there's a classic course which is the venue for this year i've included the results from both on the stats pages this week um, and then just marked the one um, with a note to say it was actually at this course. So do bear that in mind if you're flicking through the data this week. The Classic Course this week's venue did host an Asian tour event back in 2015, um, and that's included in the stats this week for reference, although not many players here played it.
0: Your old favourite, Paul, Junhong hung Wang came third.
2: He did, yeah. Wang was the, um, the, the standout of the players that um, are in the field this week wang i don't think anyone else made the cut of the field that are here this week so uh, yeah it's it's pretty sparse but it's there for reference anyway and uh, wang has been uh, well backed as a result of that piece of course form as you'd expect um opened i think it opened at 140 to 1 so um i expect if you fancy a bit of wang is going to be um He's going to be hundred to one or shorter by the time he goes off. Anyway, the course, um, nicknamed the Beast, it's an Andy Dye creation. Andy Dye is um, Pete's cousin. Um, Pete Dye, of course, is far more famous and um, well known for his tracks over in uh, in, the U- in the US, predominantly. Uh, it's a hilly, seven thousand four hundred twenty yard pass, seventy two. It's built around five lakes and water features. Um, a tough course, passpellum grass has been used from tea to the green surrounds. And then um, it's Bermuda grass on the greens um, is the information I could glean from the course this week. Let's hope that is 100% right. and um, in terms of the weather fairly typical for the, this part of the world hot and humid chance of a thundery shower it has been their monsoon season and um, it has been wet right up until this weekend when i first looked at the forecast for this week um, at the back end of last week it looked like we were going to get four relatively dry days but as the tournament's got closer it's got progressively worse so i wouldn't be surprised if there's particularly if there's um, any electrical activity if there's any delays this week Um, I'm sure we're going to see lush conditions. I'm sure we're going to see some juicy rough out there as well. Um, And juicy rough on an already tough course is likely to make it um, a little tougher still, I expect. Uh, In terms of the winners here, well, we only had one, don't we? Dantai Bunma won here at 2015. He was two under par um, only one other player finished under par back then in 2015. It did play as a par 71, and there have been a few tweaks and changes to the course since. We're playing as a par 72 this week. Um, but uh, even so, I expect it is going to play relatively tough. In comparison, uh, Philippe Aguilar, who I mentioned, he won on the adjacent course at 22 under uh, um, 22 under par, so... Uh, two very different winning scores, two very different levels of difficulty in terms of the two tracks that sit side by side. Um, We do have some data from that Asian Tour event, which is uh, positive. Often you go to these kind of secondary events and there's nothing there, but there is. There's data available. The top four finishers, they ranked 45th, 28th, 3rd and 14th for driving distance for the players that that actually made the cut. So a real mix there. It is a relatively long course, but judging by that, and Boomer was 45th, he was the player who um, ranked worst for driving distance out of those four, um, he eventually won. So I, I can see an argument for length being required here, but I'm not entirely sure. I mean, we've seen some of these really tough tracks. The one in... Um, the one in india springs to mind that ssp Rasia one now chaurasia hits it about as far as you and i steve but um he went and won on this ridiculously long course over in india because it was so tough that it required an entirely different skill set to actually get round and i wouldn't be surprised if this is a similar kind of task this week um which we'll see i mean i could be wrong and the bombers could really prosper here particularly on a you know on a, a soft receptive course but um I I've not gone down that route I've not given it um absolutely full beans for the uh, for the bombers this week um 80 to 90 percent of fairways was commonplace actually if you look back in that 2015 event. Um, the median greens in regulation though was around about 65 percent so um, you didn't have to hit it particularly long. everyone was hitting fairways everyone was struggling to hit greens. The eventual winner, Boomer, and second place, Nicholas Fung, they ranked first and second for scrambling. I think scrambling, how you perform around the greens, that could be the biggest clue to how this event pans out. Barry
0: and I I are logging into the DP World Tour predictor and maximising scrambling as we speak. (laughs)
2: Absolutely, yeah. You'll probably see a few names that I've put Mm. up as a result of it because I think that is... Um, the way that this will pan out, um, which we'll see. Now, uh, there's no strokes gained stats, of course, from back in 2015. The only thing to really pick out of the data is the scoring breakdown. Uh, Boonmar he produced just 12 birdies on the week, eight bogeys or worse for his two under par totals. So it's just 12 birdies. I mean, we see some events where the players are getting 25, 30 birdies. So 12 birdies is the polar opposite to that. Uh, Nicholas Fung, he got one eagle and, again, 12 birdies, balanced by 13 bogeys for his one under total. So, super tough to score on back, um, what, eight years ago. Um, In terms of the top four finishes, no one got better than three under par on the par fives. So, the par fives, again, didn't really make a massive difference. The par threes were incredibly tough. Only one player in the entire field shot under par on aggregate for the par threes. Bumar, the eventual winner, he was four over par for the par threes. Fung was four over par. Sam Brazel, who was in fourth place, he shot eight over par for the par threes. So I think these short holes are going to be particularly tough. So a player who is comfortable and good on the par threes can scramble well. I think that's going to be a good starting point. So you might want to, you might want to bump up par three scoring on your predictor as well, just to uh, to get a view mm-hmm. of that as well. But yeah, I boil it all down. Tough course. I think we're going to need players you can handle that this week. Um, you know, unless the course throw another curveball at us and soften the course up and turn it into a birdie fest. But I'm not entirely sure that a course that's called the Beast is going to be. Um, Allowed to be into any anything other than a tricky. I love that nickname, Bob. This week, the
0: beast. The beast. It the reminds beast, me of yeah. when you and I used to go regularly for Pizza Hut buffets. I think that was your nickname, wasn't it? The beast. <laughs> when you were going up for your twelfth slice. Yeah, the pizza slayer. <laughs> yeah, the pizza slayer. The beast. And then going back and pretending oh, to work the, in the afternoon.
2: Uh, go for a sleep. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, I'll back five players this week. I think all of them have got some decent merits here for one reason or another. I'm starting this week with Adrian Ategi at 28-1. to Ategi won at Valderrama in October by six strokes. On a tough course, that was an impressive performance. That was his fourth win at DP World or European Tour level over the years. Uh, he did nip off to Liv, didn't he? He played three events on Liv last year, but he's seemingly back on the DP World Tour now. and um, He's got a chance of making the Masters if he can improve on his current world ranking. He's 74th at the moment. As we know, a lot of the Liv players are sliding, and slipping down those rankings. He needs to get into the top 50 by the start of April to uh, uh, to get himself into the Masters, and I, yeah, a win and you know a couple of decent finishes, even with the lower points on the DP World Tour, I think you can get mighty close to that. He's got a great short game, Matejic, which is what really um, caught my eye. Fifth for strokes gained, strokes gained around the green for the season to date. Fifth for scrambling as well, and um, that's for this, the short season so far for twenty twenty three. For the full season, 2022, he was the leader of the scrambling stat for the full season. Those stats don't lie. He's really, really good around the greens. 26th last year for par 3 scoring. Um, Again, it's got to be a positive. Hasn't missed a cut since uh, winning that Andalusia Masters tournament back in October. He was second at Leopard Creek as well in December. He came very close to winning that event won by Oki Stridham. So in some decent nick. Three decent spins to start 2023. I think he's ready to push on this week. And um, I think he's the most likely winner, Adrian take. He said 28-1. Quite happy to take him. Also back similar price. I backed Alexander Bjork, who finished second last week. Another, for me, who ticks a lot, if not all, of the boxes. Now, the reason I put him second on my list rather than first is that the only question for me is how he reacts after finishing second last week. Um, he, put, he produced a three putt bogey in the last. Of course, he wasn't to know that um, that Daniel Gavins was going to make a real mess of the final hole. So, if he'd have managed to uh, uh, hold a putt, then from thirty odd feet, he'd have won the tournament. If he'd have uh, two putted it, he'd have been in the playoff. But he really went for the putt, knocked it six feet past, and didn't make the return putt. And in the end, finished a shot shy of what would have been the playoff. So. Um, Ultimately disappointing, but I think he's got to take a lot of positives away from his week. He was really good. All aspects of his game look really, really strong. Uh, And if you look at his one win back when what was the European Tour at the time, China Open in 2018, that came after finishing third the week before. So he does have previous from this kind of um, contending performance, then win the following week progression. Um, And progressive form as well so far in 2023. 28th at Abu Dhabi, 16th in Dubai, second as we said last week. So he's moving in the right direction. Ninth for path three scoring last year. Decent enough around the greens. Lots to like. Fourth at Valderrama back in 2021. That's um, on a tough course, of course. Finished second at the DP World Tour Championships later that year. So that's far better form than most players here can boast and uh, you know i think he's got a decent chance to push on after last week's effort uh, personally we shall see um so that's two relatively short prices the rest a bit longer marcus armitage the bullet at 66 to one i backed him again he's been quite popular in the market i expect he'll go off around about 50 to one so if you can see a price on marcus armitage and you fancy a bit of him then grab that sooner rather than later he won the Porsche European Open back in 2021. That was with an eight under total on the tough track. Um, it was I mean, a lot of the players likened it to a U.S. Open that week. He, the, the, you know, they did play really quite tr- challenging. He won by two strokes. Got four wins at lower levels as well, all of them between eight under and eleven under. So I think these more stringent, tougher tests really do suit a player like Armitage. Relatively slow start in Abu Dhabi, 67th, 28th in Dubai. He did lead the field in Dubai for scrambling. That's what caught my eye. And that was on his last start. And it'd be no surprise for me to see the bullet fire once again this week. Terrible pun there. also at sixty-six to one, I've backed Gavin Green. Miss cuts at Abu Dhabi and Dubai from his first two events this season, so that will put a few punters off, I'm sure. Closer to home now, he performs much, much better when he's um, um, closer to home, which I'll go through some of his results in a second. Um, we know how well he was playing at the back end of 2022 as well he second on the Asian tour in Singapore um, on a nearby track to this second a week later to Max Kiefer at the Czech Republic in, in the Czech Republic at the Czech Open uh, second again to Jordan Smith at Villamora. I did very little wrong that week um to finish second to Jordan Smith who just absolutely nailed everything hold everything uh, for those yeah you know, that one standout week for Jordan Smith. Um, but yeah, Green did very, very little wrong. Great short game as well. Twelve for sand saves. Four for scrambling for the full season last year. Four for, four professional wins. All of them have come in this kind of neck of the woods, I, I guess you could say. Second in Malaysia. Oh, two wins in Malaysia rather. Um, a win in the Philippines. A win in Taiwan as well. So um, this event in Singapore should feel right at home, I think, for the uh, for the Malaysian Gavin Green. This. Week um, and then finally longest price of the lot. I've also backed Jamie Donaldson at one hundred to one, and he still pops up every now and again. Donaldson with a a decent finish, typically on a tougher track. That tends to be where his best results come nowadays. No win, no, no win at all now since winning in Thailand back in 2015. But as we said before, breaking these long winless streaks seems to be right in vogue at the moment. Justin Rose was a Another example of that yesterday. Relatively recent times, 8th at the Belfry, 6th at the Golf National. two relatively challenging tracks. Steady start to this year. Um, All of his eight rounds so far have been between 68 and 72. And I I quite like that. I quite like that as a a pointer. There's no massive disasters there, just steady golf. And if you come into a tough track, that maybe will be the way to, uh, to conquer it this week. Thirty eighth place finishes at both Abu Dhabi and Dubai so far. I think he's the sort who could potentially tame the beast this week. We shall see. Uh, so then, my five: Donaldson, Green, the Bullet, Marcus Armitage, Bjork, and Adrian Ategi. Anyone catch your eye, Barry?
1: I don't know how you do it, Paul. When there's so many unknowns. <laughs> Um, they're yeah, probably playing yeah. the course next door,
0: knowing the DP World Tour. <laughs> <laughs> you, you
2: don't want to know. You, you don't want to know how many. So times rather than I,
0: tight I, and technical, this will be 29 under par by the end of the week.
2: I, I, I checked the number of times, and then just before I published my preview, I was like, I, "I'm going to have to check again that they're playing the classic course. If they end up playing the Masters course, um, you may not see me next week." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, dear. The, the European tour wouldn't have to do much work at all if they requested a agronomy report from the head greenkeeper of each of the courses no. they're visiting to they fill it out here's a survey fill it out in the format of the questions we ask and then you get a very standard course report and you publish it to your website every week uh, yeah it's and, the, content, and they're isn't it? Not, they're not even having to do much work there they're getting yeah. it from the greenkeepers you know so yeah. Um, and then you have a consistent uh, agronomy report for everybody who's interested in that week on week. Yeah. Anyway, Sim- if, they're, if, you're, if they're listening, it's a free idea, European tour. So, mm. um, I, I, I'm messing around with the, the predictor model here and um, just find maybe one or two bets that I think are value. Um, I like the Gavin Green shout, the kind of wider fairways. Paul Mm. Um, I'm not sure if I'll jump in on board Um, the other one that kind of got me slightly was uh, Fabrizio Zanotti Um, extremely high in scrambling uh, for his few measured rounds this year and Mm. has a win in Malaysia in 2017 so like it's a deep reach for him to to envisage him winning but he's up over uh, where is he 75's I think I have to kind of figure out the best kind of price and places. I'll probably just take the most amount of places available, to be honest. Because mm. if you grab anything out of the week, I think that's a win. Um, yeah. Other than that, I'll probably stay fairly stay away from this. It just seems like it could be a very messy, easy way to lose money.
2: Yeah, there's a there's a lot of unknowns. Um, you know, in a way, sometimes is the the more rewarding ones if you can pluck out a winner but uh, equally you can get uh, you, can, you can get burnt can't you if, uh, if you've got it all wrong Ho- hopefully it pans out the kind of way that um, I've seen but uh, we'll
0: see and if i pop up to have on the, s- small stakes on Fabrizio Zanotti
2: yep.
0: because I'm seeing exactly what Barry's saw. 66 to 1 bet 365, 8 place each way each way extra on the same model I'm seeing uh, Mars, is it Marcel Schneider?
2: Schneider yeah yep. Yeah.
0: He's very, very uh, prominent. 50 to one, I'm going to take coral, seven places each way, and I'm following you in on Adrian Ategi. I think he's perfect for this course. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and he's yeah, got that he's got that motivation. Yeah, we've got this thing going through about Liv and the DP World Tour in in, um, in London at the moment, yeah. <clears throat> about what's going to happen with that. A-take is clearly mailing his, well, I suppose he only got a short-term contract with Liv, but he's a winner since he came back. Um, he's so, so close to a master's spot. And he could actually be a thorn in the side of Luke Donald, you know, Ategi. He, he could be one of these guys that actually gets right in the Ryder Cup mix.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a million miles. Of it. it's no, he's not. It's only going to take a win or two, and um,
0: mm. relatively so. low quality field. I can see that. So Otegi, Schneider, Zanotti. Yeah, I'm with Barry on Zanotti.
2: Yeah, no, there's there's logic there. Um, just just from the uh, the way that he plays his game, he is more of a, a grinder, grinder than a scorer, and mm. uh, that could well be the way to uh, to, to get it done this week.
0: If it is the course next door and it's 28 under, I will be asking you for a full refund on my (laughs) (laughs) statement.
2: I think you and um, many, many others. Either that or I'll be driving down
0: to Surrey and waiting by the gates, demanding my money back from the uh, European DP World Tour. Mm. Is that us, chaps? Are we done? All good, yeah. Excellent. I wish the best of luck on your bets. I wish the listeners... Best of luck on their bets, of course. To close, don't forget, five-star button on Spotify, and we are out. Completely out of five-star reviews. So spare spare 30, 45 seconds, write us a review. It's more than likely I'll be reading it out at the start of next week's show. I'll see you then. Goodbye. If you like betting on God. Everyone that you back misses the cut. Get some experts involved with all the stats and the tips and so much more. Because it's the golf betting system. The golf betting system. It's the golf betting system.